Yeah, I'm a Buddhist. So meditation for me came out of practice of Buddhism. Mm -hmm. I know David Lynch practices transcendental meditation, which I'm not really sure. I don't know a lot about that. I mean, I just know about, I mean, my wife and I became Buddhist, started studying Buddhism in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meditation is a is a is a big component of Buddhist right. practice, obviously. But um, that that can actually help too, because meditation is about working with the mind. You know, yeah. You know, confidence is very important. Having, and I don't mean, I mean confidence in that your your thoughts and your ideas are worth something. Right, like faith in your own ideas is what you mean. Yeah, I'm not saying some blind faith in your ability that you know anything you're going to do is great. I don't mean that. I mean in in you know in what you have to say. You know mm-hmm. that there's people that if you can put something honest down and clearly and communicate it, that there there'll be people that will relate to that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always say. I think something that really helped me as I was you know, young and not as confident in myself as an artist, et cetera, was reminding myself that I'm not special. (laughs) If I like something, uh, other people will most likely like it as well. If I feel a need for something within art, like there's there's something that I am desiring from art that nothing's giving me, so I want to, you know, make something that speaks to that, that means other people feel that need as well. You know, it's it's easy if you, especially if you get caught in bubbles online and kind of see opinions from certain people and certain publications, et cetera, that you think you have such a grip on the kind of general zeitgeist that you might feel like you don't fit in within it if parts of it are at odds or don't speak to you or whatever. When in reality is, if you feel something, other people feel it as well. Like none of us are so unique and special that we're not there's that we're just like the only person feeling this in the world and that to me that's a really empowering way to think yeah that's a really good point um there's universality to a, a lot of the the stuff that we're passionate about and that people will connect mm-hmm. i think another thing that's important is be careful about letting in criticism you know uh when we had the theater so you do dress rehearsal or a couple of dress rehearsals and you want to invite people so the actors can get used to doing the play in front of an audience, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to just opening night with a paid audience the first time it's in front of people. So, you know, you invite, tell the cast to invite friends and family or colleagues or whatever. But we had a very strict rule is that the only people who, could, who we would accept feedback were people who were involved in the show. You, right. It doesn't matter what you did. You could be an actor, the writer, the painter, the janitor of the the room, all right. Mm-hmm. But if you were working, you could give input and critique and suggestions. If you were part of the invited audience, even if you were a fellow writer and actor, we didn't want to hear your opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know obvious reasons, because mm-hmm. they may feel they're jealous. Their play is being done and not their, you know, your play is being done and not theirs, or they should be in the play. You know, and I wanted none of that to affect, you know, the production and especially the actors, you know, um, and on a broader scale, when you do it, you know, when you go into the public, um, you gotta be even more careful what you're going to let in because I don't care who you are, what you do. They're going to people, 
there'll be people who like what you do, people who fucking hate what you do. And maybe they don't hate what you do, but they want to hate it. And they'll yeah. express that. And you can take that in. And it's uh, it may have absolutely nothing to do with you. And it's completely subjective. You know, it was interesting with the theater because you'd ha- you'd put up a play, you'd have one newspaper that said, this play is fantastic. This, r- play, you know, the writing's great. The acting's great. The, the same night, the, the, another critic was there saying how horrible it is. So right, who's right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you obviously have you, some stuff reaches to a level that it has broader success and stuff, and I understand that, but you have to be really careful with that, I think. Right. Did you come to that place of not letting criticism in over the course of your career? Is that you know, did you have a moment yeah. with that where that did maybe affect you at some point earlier on? Oh yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And from people that I loved, from people that that were I was very close to. And then and I was too young or too uh you know, not not wise enough yet to realize that these they might be jealous that i was um i got this job and they didn't they probably yeah. were yeah <laughs> yeah you know and maybe not maybe i wasn't i mean i'm not saying uh, you know everything you do is good I, maybe it wasn't that great but you have to be really careful because if if that kind of thing makes you afraid to take chances then you're in trouble yeah mm-hmm. you completely know? agree Yo, what the fuck is really good, everyone? This is Ion One of the Ion Pack, and you're listening to the Ion Pod. This time, we have a very special guest, Michael Imperioli, the one and only actor, writer, director, musician. He's really done it all. And I probably don't even have to tell you this, but we go the fucking as always. But we really do. We, we really do. And it's all there for you. The whole thing. We talk about everything from... James Gandolfini's taste in music to the East Village in the 80s to I don't know you already know going the fucking as always so go listen to it it's at patreon.com slash the ion pack you already know patreon.com 